Hello and welcome to the triumphant return of Alice is Everywhere, the only podcast completely devoted to Lewis Carroll and his masterpieces, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, and Through the Looking Glass and What Alice Found There. Much like a hit TV show, we've had quite the hiatus here, hopefully much like one might watch old SVU episodes during the arid TV landscape of summer, you all listened to some rerun episodes to quench your Wonderland thirst while I was away. My name is Heather, by the way, still hosted by Heather. And you know how very popular podcasts have ads that say this episode is brought to you by so-and-so? We're going to do the opposite on this marginally popular podcast because this episode was almost not brought to you because of Sony's highly anticipated, soon-to-be-released, exclusive-to-PS4 video game, God of War. To explain... I just finished up a short-term contract position working on that game, and it was rather intense. At least intense compared to what I usually do, which is freelance for websites and search engines and hang out in my pajamas working whenever I want to. Working on a video game is a little different. I don't know how familiar you guys are with the video game industry, but invariably, when the time comes to finish a game, when it is in the home stretch, a very special time called crunch happens. This is the time in which programmers and artists and sound designers and quality assurance and and pretty much everyone works absolutely inhuman hours in order to get the job done, to get the quality product delivered on time. I was just brought in at the very end to help out in the dialogue department. No, not writing or recording or anything crucial like that. I mostly worked on formatting the script, getting it ready for subtitling for the hearing impaired And also those that don't own headphones and have roommates, I guess? I don't know. And for translating to other languages, also known as localization. And I don't believe I am violating my NDA by sharing that with you. That is something that happens on all video games. But I found the whole process fascinating because I, for one, never really thought about video games even having a script, much less the complications of subtitling and translating one. Turns out, not only do video games have scripts... But they are thousands of pages long, because some video games take dozens of hours to complete. When you're playing, I mean, they take years to complete when you're making them. Anywho, I can't stress enough how little I contributed to this game. I did not work anywhere near as many hours as those programmers, artists, QA, etc. did for months and months. But it was enough to eat up what used to be my spare time, so that I could not muster up even a single Alice's Everywhere episode. My apologies. I'm taking steps to ensure that will not happen again. I'm currently compiling a reserve of episodes in the Wonderland bunker. They are in the cabinet next to the marmalade. In fact, I am recording right at this moment on a very windy day that's probably going to sound terrible. That's how committed I am to getting some episodes in the can. Now, if you'd like to see a little taste of what I worked on, what kept you from your Carolian news and views for months, go to YouTube and search for God of War Narrative Trailer. God of War narrative trailer, and honestly, I think your jaw will drop to the floor. It looks absolutely amazing, just beautiful, just like a movie you would want to go see in a theater. And this concludes my very long free commercial for Sony's new PS4 game, God of War. Just wanted to let you all know what I've been up to since I missed you so very, very much. Now back to Wonderland. The theme of today's episode is Mishmash which is to say it doesn't have a theme. For the first time, I am themeless. 
Mishmash, according to Merriam-Webster, is a hodgepodge or a jumble. It's a confused mixture, according to wherever Google pulls its definitions from. I don't care for that definition. I feel like the word confused gives it a negative connotation. I've never thought of mishmash as negative. If someone were to give me a box full of a mishmash of chocolates, for example, I'd be quite delighted. Our incredibly positive mishmash, hodgepodge, jumble, will consist of a bunch of Carolian odds and ends, quite a departure from our last six episodes, which now seem very distant in the rearview mirror. Those were very concentrated, meticulously researched two-part studies on Lewis Carroll's influence on the Beatles, Lewis Carroll's relationship with Beatrice Hatch, including a reading of the obituary she wrote in his honor, and our last two episodes were all about Phantasmagoria. Today is the opposite of concentrated studies. I'm using the title Mishmash, of course, for a very good reason. Mishmash was the title of one of Lewis Carroll's series of self-published magazines. Self-published meaning he wrote it and did the drawings and showed it to his family. Self-published in this instance does not mean mass-producing it for public consumption. To be completely accurate, Mishmash was created by Charles Dodson, not Lewis Carroll. He wasn't using the pseudonym Lewis Carroll yet. Charles Dodson mished and mashed from approximately 1855 to 1862, so he just aged 23 to 30 in this period of time. Even before Mishmash, he had other little family magazines called the Rectory Magazine and the Rectory Umbrella. You'll recall he grew up in a rectory. His father, also named Charles Dodson, was a minister for the Church of England. There was also apparently a very brief literary venture called The Comet somewhere during this time period that does not get talked about much for some reason. If you are curious to read the musings of a young Charles Dodson, excerpts of these homespun publications, The Rectory Umbrella and Mishmash, were published in 1932. That 1932 edition is difficult to get one's hands on and costs about $150 if you do happen to spy a copy. Or, thankfully, there is a paperback version, which is currently available, used, from a variety of sellers on Amazon, starting from the low price of two twenty-five. That's $2.25. I myself did not invest $2.25. So, the only excerpts you'll be hearing from me today come from some scarce online resources. What I am going to read for you now is the final poem from the Rectory Umbrella, circa 1850. It's called The Poet's Farewell, and it's pretty clear that young Charles is feeling a little crispy about the fact that his siblings are no longer helping him produce these fun little magazines. We'll also get a clue as to why nobody talks about the comet all these years later. Without further ado, The Poet's Farewell by Charles Dodson. First in age, but not in merit, stands the rectory magazine. All its wit thou dost inherit, though the comet came between... Novelty was in its favor, and mellifluous its lays, all with eager plaudits gave a vote of honor in its praise. Next in order comes the comet, like some vague and feverish dream. Gladly glad I turn I from it to behold thy rising beam, when I first began to edit in the rectory magazine. Each one wrote therein who read it, each one read who wrote therein. When the comet next I started, they grew lazy as a drone, Gradually all departed, leaving me to write alone. But in thee let future ages mark the fact which I record. No one help me in thy pages, even with a single word. Let future ages mark the fact which I record. We are Charles Dodson. So, what do you think? Sounds like your typical 18-year-old, right? 
Mishmash is famous among Carolians for containing an early version of the poem Jabberwocky, which showed up later in Through the Looking Glass and what Alice found there. The young Charles Dodson entitled it A Stanza of Anglo-Saxon Poetry, and he even wrote it out in Old English script, which is really cool. It went a little something like this. "'Twas brillig, and the slithy toves did gyre and gimble in the wabe. All mimsy were the borogoves, and the mome wraths outgrabe. Sound familiar? I called it an early version a minute ago, but really, it's the only version of the first stanza of Jabberwocky. This stanza, written in 1855 in Mishmash, is exactly the same as what appears at the end of the first chapter of Through the Looking Glass 16 years later. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you are wondering how to spell Mishmash, perhaps for a pithy future tweet, Charles Dodson spelled it in its original German glory, M-I-S-C-H-M-A-S-C-H, all one word. Here in the U.S., we usually omit those C's. And would you look at that? I just spent half of our Mishmash episode talking about actual Mishmash. Hey, in the spirit of Mishmash, how about we do another edition of Things I Should Have Told You? Random minutia that I meant to mention and just didn't. For example, several times on this podcast, I have mentioned that the world was a lot larger when Lewis Carroll was around. Mail took a really long time to get to you. There were no airplanes to whisk you away to other parts of the globe in mere hours. Case in point, Lewis Carroll only went abroad once in his entire life. I find this astounding because, sure, the world was a lot larger, but the English Channel wasn't. Couldn't he just hop on a boat over to France every once in a while if he wanted to? Well, apparently he didn't want to because the only foreign country that we have any evidence of him visiting is Russia in 1867. Perhaps with uh, some of his newfound Wonderland wealth burning a hole in his pocket, he and his friend and fellow Christchurch fellow Henry Perry Lydon decided to go to Moscow, where it seems like they mostly visited churches, a lot of touring of churches, and also a visit to the World's Fair in Nizhny Novgorod later known as Gorky. Now, when I say he only visited Russia, that's not 100% true. One does not just teleport oneself to Russia, especially in Victorian times. There are many stops along the way. The journey started with a quick boat ride from Dover to Calais in France. And I take back everything I just said about how it must have been easy to hop on a boat across the English Channel because the late Morton Cohen relays to us in his biography, Lewis Carroll, that Elsie later recalled... The pen refused to describe the suffering of some of the passengers during our smooth trip of 90 minutes, Charles recalls. My own sensations. It was not for that I paid my money. Yikes. From Calais, it was a quick stop in Cologne, then five nights in Berlin. I guess we can add Germany to his country list, right? That's not exactly a 45-minute layover at O'Hare. Then came Danzig which I am unclear whether Danzig was part of Poland or Germany or neither at this point in time. Neither, right? Anyway, after Danzig, it was a 28-hour train ride. That's 28 hours to St. Petersburg, where Elsie lost three games of chess to a fellow traveler in his carriage. I imagine he was desperate to pass the time. Then four or five days later, it was off to Moscow, and then an 18-hour trip to the World's Fair, and oh my gosh, no wonder Lewis Carroll never went anywhere ever again. I am so exhausted just reading about this. The other little nugget for things I should have told you comes from our very last episode of Phantasmagoria. It has been weighing heavy on my mind ever since that I did not end by saying 
Good night, old turnip top, good night. I mean, what was I thinking? If there's ever a time I'm going to get to say good night, old turnip top, good night, it's at the end of a podcast about Phantasmagoria, so I definitely should have told you that. It is just so nice to talk to all of you again. So while I was prepping this episode in the Wonderland kitchen after such a long absence, I had the brainstorm that there must be a song called Welcome Back to Wonderland, right? There has to be. Well, there isn't. There is a funky album called Back to Wonderland by a fella named Khalil Fong. The album is mostly in Mandarin, but with song titles like Can You Feel the Music and BB88, It doesn't appear to have anything to do with our Wonderland. But further in my research, I found a song by a different artist entitled Wonderland with the lyrical refrain back to Wonderland. This song, like many others, most notably Jules' Goodbye Alice in Wonderland, it uses Wonderland as a metaphor for some sort of lost innocence or disillusionment. So really, it doesn't have terribly much to do with our Wonderland either, but I'm going to play it anyway, because if you haven't noticed, I'm completely unprepared for this episode of Alice is Everywhere. The song was part of the album Warrior, released in 2012. The song is by Kesha, and it is not terrible. So with that glowing endorsement, please listen to and enjoy Wonderland by Kesha. Check. 
Thanks so much for listening, guys. Feels so good to be back. Now, I think on our little podcast here, we're going to have a very musical march. I'm not going to tell you what that means, but it may involve a guest or two. I'm certainly not going to do an entire episode based on March Harrigan. That was disastrous. Nobody liked it. <laughs> I did get some correspondence from listener Loner Ravenclaw on Tumblr telling me that she feels my pain because Dormouse is her favorite. Dormouse is nobody's favorite, right? But it's her favorite. And so she had a lot of sympathy for me getting such, such a paltry response for my March Hare episode, which I cannot believe was a whole year ago. Eck! Also, I think I'm going to have some pretty exciting news about the next Lewis Carroll Society of North America meeting. I'll tell you right now, it is at USC. It is here in Southern California. I know not all my listeners are in Southern California, but a lot of you are on this side of the country. So please note they are open to the public. The main day is going to be Friday, April 13th, and there's also going to be some stuff on Saturday, April 14th, again, at the University of Southern California in downtown Los Angeles. So mark that on your calendar. Stop by if you can. Open to the public, not just members. If you've got any questions or concerns in the meantime, you can email me at heather at aliceseverywhere.com. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. Talk soon.